How much time till we're on? The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. It's Tuesday night on Sports Day and reading the text line already, and I know the reptile... He's not texting our show. He's texting the run home before us. But I've got to say, Reptile, you're getting creepy for a late afternoon already. Okay, I'm just, I'm just sending it out that. there. Okay, uh, Welcome to the show, Sats and Rat. And wherever you're listening, I hope you've had a great Tuesday for the Super Radio Network or 1170, 6.93 on the SEN app, wherever you're listening to us through New Zealand on SENZ as well. Welcome to the show. And as we hit the show off, Pardon the pun. Hit the, this guy did plenty hitting last night in the BBL final. Voice bowls to Brown, who's on 96. Flights it. It's going to be six for his 100. Over the head of Weatherall into the crowd. And Josh Brown has arrived. 100, not out. 102 of 41 deliveries. Nine sixes and seven fours. We have seen some sort of innings here at Carrara. Yeah, exactly right, Mark Braybrook. It was something very special. And even if you're not a Brisbane Heat fan, you had to sit back and applaud. It's been a long time, Rat, and you were texting while I was driving home. You were texting on our app, WhatsApp group, going, is anyone watching this? Of course, Josh <laughs> Brown hitting 140 from 57 balls. It's the second fastest ton of all time. It's the most sixes in one BBL innings. And the BBL final has been decided for tomorrow night, which is the Sydney Sixers who are hosting the Brisbane Heat. What a, what a performance. Oh, it was amazing. And, and, and when you put it into context, the most Sixers hit in an innings before was 11. Yep. The two people that have done it, Chris Lynn, oh, Linny and, and Chris Gale. Chris Gale, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's a... It's a it's yeah, rare air. It's a fair. And this is a guy you've got to remember. He's, he's got a actually, one year contract. He's actually not a regular in the no. side. Like, he's not guaranteed a spot. I, fear, I reckon he's a chance of playing tomorrow night. There's a big <laughs> chance he, uh, he may go to the IPL or mm. one, of the, uh, one of those uh, Premier League T20 competitions around the world. You know, one of the most impressive things about Sats? Yep. Did it with, his, with, a, with the bat that he made. That's what I love about it's him. It's his bat. Makes he his own makes what? his own bats. What's it called? The bison. The bison. Yeah, I, I think it says Cooper's on the on the Yeah, anyway, I, I Googled it and found them and I'm think I'm gonna buy one. So I don't play cricket, but I just or? want one. <laughs> I just want one. Yeah, that's a good question actually. I wonder what? if his bats have been checked by the governing body oh, to see where they're legal. Rubber in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is what his uh, proud mum had to say also. His his whole house is just cricket. His whole life is just cricket. And yeah, since he's what 13 he's been playing and just incredible he's just amazing just so dedicated just a bloody gorgeous kid and you told me you took annual leave today to be here tonight yes i did because yeah a, bit a bloody beautiful kid that's an aussie reaction isn't it a bloody beautiful kid um, <laughs> what do you reckon dad says about him he went all right. Hey, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. Hey, he's a good kid. <laughs> he went all right. Uh, thanks to our partners, the Epic has arrived, the all-electric Kia EV9, also World Gym Australia, and Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. And you can get involved in the show like you do each and every night. And Steve from Dubbo, yes, we know that you don't like elbow. We get it. Uh, 
0457-736-736 and in New Zealand, double eight double three. And give us a call also if you want to, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. And Daddy Vass will take your call as well. On the show tonight, Sharks head coach Craig Fitzgibbon, not only a tremendous player, he's going to be a, a great coach. He's a hell of a nice guy, always gives his time to the show. So he's a great friend of the show, Fitzy. We'll catch up with him very, very soon. Also, doubles legend Mark Woodford will give us an update of what's happening at the Australian Open. Not panning out great for the Australians. I want to ask him whether it's all playing out the way that he thought because yeah. a lot of the top ranks are, are getting through the quarterfinals. I want to ask him a question beyond the Australian Open. Where we are at as an Australian no, country? Well, not just that, but, but when, he, when he won his first Grand Slam, it was with John McEnroe in New York. At really? The I want to, yeah. So where he, was... Well, he wasn't playing well, with Todd Woodridge at that before time. Before the Woodies before, were together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Imagine playing with John McEnroe in Two New York, the US too. Open. Yeah. I just wanted to, I want to know what he was like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. <laughs> I never ever knew that. No. That's well, great. Also, one of our topics tonight, and it's going to be part of Daddy Vass's three burning questions. What player are you most looking forward to watching this NRL season? Now, it doesn't have to be a superstar. It doesn't no. have to be the most obvious, or it could be. But is there a player you think could just jump out of the ground for whatever reason? I'm going to throw one out there right now, Jack Cogger. Mm, now, he's good, gone to the good, Panthers. Good. Um, no, no, not, no, no. He's left the Panthers. He's left the Panthers, gone to the Knights, but he's, he's identified success. He knows the difference between a good player and a great player. He knows the, the length that you've got to go to and how obsessed you've got to be about your trade to, to find success. And now he's gone to the Newcastle Knights, and there's a lot of people when they're picking their predicted teams that he doesn't even feature in the seven or the six. They're he all does. saying they're all saying Gamble mm. and Hastings. I think Jack Cogger, on the back of what he did last year, on the back of what he did in 20 minutes in that grand final, mm. if he's training well, he's a kid that's that's your starting halves. At well, in club. six, you, you, well, who, who misses out, Gamble or Hastings? I'd have him at seven and Hastings at six. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd have Gamble on the bench. Gamble is a utility. So yeah. he's a player I'm really looking forward to going to the next level this year. So yeah. 0457 736 736 or 8833 for in New Zealand. Who's a player that you're looking forward to this year? Some, well, I've got a couple, but I'm not going to say them. Oh, that'd be, yeah, I'm, I am rugby. looking forward to watching him play. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes with the transition, the speed of the game, the changes in the game. Yep. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Also, one of Daddy Vass's favourite segments as well. Are you serious? Are you serious? Is that, is that really? Yeah. Oh, I've got a. are you serious? Wait till you hear this. Do you want to give us a teaser or not? Oh, it's about number plates. Okay. Yeah, yeah. the price of number plates. Oh, the price. Yeah. Is are this, you serious? Is oh, this am. for, um, <laughs> what are they called? Personalised number yeah, plates? Yeah, personalised number plates. I've got Have you got a personalised number plate? No. I Please send your personalised number I, plates I, in. No. I, I, I don't. I don't have a. I used to, but I, I don't. Um, but yeah, this is a story that will blow your mind. Do you remember Kurt Landers, Australian schoolboy, good, really good outside back? His dad, Bobby Landers, played first grade as well. Mm. My, actually, my dad had a cut underneath his left eye, a beautiful big cut. And Bobby Landers, who was a winger, come in and, and forearm jolted him and just opened up his head. <laughs> a winger forearm yeah. old man. Yeah, oh, see, you can do oh, it, Rat. You yeah, can you hurt can get him. You can get him. <laughs> but Kurt Landers was a really good player, and he was coming to school, and he was a schoolboy superstar, and he was going to the Dragons. I think Mick Potter was the fullback. And he was, a, again, he's a Daddy M, Rothman's Daddy M yeah. winner two times over. Yeah, yeah. 
but I think he went to the Dragons and someone said he had this sports car and the number plate said something like Saint One. Like oh, he was going to wow. be the fullback for, and Mick <laughs> Potter was like a, a living legend at the oh, club. Wow. So, so are you serious? Personalised number plate, mm. or just n- number plates in general? Well, no, no. There's one particular number plate. Okay, it's uh, it's it's up for auction at the moment. So, if you got anything that's are you serious? Again, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six, or the Kiwis double eight double three. There's another teaser. Rats come into the studio with a few extra things this afternoon, hasn't oh, he? Oh, a couple of beautiful um, new golf clubs: a, a oh, driver and a three wood. Yeah. As if you don't need anything to help your game. Well, the, this driver apparently, Taylor made, apparently Taylor made, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, apparently the 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 most forgiving driver ever made, and they've got metrics that they measure that off, yeah, like you know how much the the head twists when it comes through the ball and ball contact, all that sort of stuff. So, I'm excited. I, I just I, br- I haven't even hit it yet. I brought it in here to show it to you. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm that keen to get to the range tomorrow. I got that excited when I saw it. <laughs> yeah. It's like looking at a centerfold. I know. When you, when you, when you, pulled, the, when you when pulled the cover off that, I went, oh, that took me back to boarding school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's get to some of the news throughout the day. And uh, if you haven't read the news already or, or been updated, David Nofaluma was meant to meet with the West Tigers board mm. for breach of training protocols. That's not going to happen now because they've officially parted ways and the West Tigers are going to have offered him $300,000 payout to walk away from the final two years of his contract. Not bad. Worth around a million dollars yeah, for so, more reports. So, um, um, well, I guess the thing is, would, would you pay David Nofaluma $350,000 for the next two years at a club? Per season? Yep. Yes, yeah, I would. I would. Absolutely. So he, he breaks even if he gets that at another club. And I think there, there are clubs out there that would be happy to take him. Ab- oh, I think there'll be clubs lining up for him, mm. to be quite honest. Now, uh, like I said, training protocols broken due to illness and he was sanctioned now the reports are, are coming out that he had he reported to the club that he had gastro he wasn't able to attend training they tried to contact him to see how he was apparently they sent someone round to his yeah, house yeah there was a few few there was, there was a lot of attempts to to get in touch with him well he contacted the RLPA from reports he also contacted legal advice as well about mm. now if you're sick if you are legitimately sick, your employer can't really contact you unless it's a, a welfare check, of yep. course. Um, so it's going to be interesting how this plays out, see whether there's any further further action, civil action or anything through the RLPA. But I think the best way is... I think I just... I, I think just part ways. Both walk your way. Now, there's also reports that Benji Marshall, and whether this is right or not, Benji Marshall sat down David Nofaluma and said, at this very time, if we are to pick a side, you are not playing NRL. And some of the comments I've been reading are saying, well, that's a little bit harsh because preseason hasn't even finished. No, that's the way that's the way it works. <laughs> You're right. There. It's choke, a, choke on your a tongue. Peanut stuck in my throat. <laughs> um, well, that's it. And 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 I've I've heard, I've heard people saying that's that's a bit that's a bit tough on him. And you know, but but that's the reality of the job that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're either if if you fall out of favour with the coach and you're not going to get a start in first grade, I I think he's 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 smart to walk away with his three hundred. Go and get a start somewhere else because he's, he's a he's a he's a top class NRL finisher. Well, there's gen- he's a genuine try scorer, isn't mm. he? And for a side that for a side that's probably struggling to convert points, um, he'd be a really good signing. Do you think we'll see him at another club this year? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, he's too good of a player not to be not to be playing somewhere. I yeah. mean, if he went to England, he'd be a superstar. Oh, he'd kill it. He would absolutely carve it to bits. I wonder what Wayne Bennett would be able to do. 
Well, well with he... Nopaluma. Mm. Well, it, well, they've got uh, is it Bostock? Up to Bostock? Up they've got there. Uh, Jack they've Bostock. Got, they've got uh, they've Tessie. Got a few yeah, they've, they've, they've got, got the speed Jermaine now. Asako. They've got their speed now. I don't think they need. I don't. I don't think he'd fit into their cap. No. No. And when you look at the West Tigers, when he says Benji, at this stage, it looks as though that he probably won't play first grade. You can see where he's coming from because you've got Charlie Staines who's there. And you've got Junior Tupo as well. Mm. The wingers a very good, very good young player. You've got Justin Ollum coming who admittedly is a centre. So he probably is behind the, behind the eight ball a little bit. Yep. Now, spending time at Melbourne probably didn't no. do the West Tigers no. any favours, did it? No. Nah, well, well, it's a great well, idea, I, the loan I, system. You've got to be careful what you wish for. Well, I, I think the reality is he's gone down there. And, and, and it, I, I don't think the relationship's been great ever since. Because mm. he said some things about wanting to stay in Melbourne. Um, and I don't think it it rubbed the, the Tigers up the, well, the Rat, right way. Quite frankly, I mean, when you play finals, it's pretty infectious, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's exciting. And, mm. and look, at the end of the day, ben, Benji, he, he needs to – he needs to rule with a bit of an iron fist here. He needs to set the standard. And if someone's not buying in the, the, where he expects, mm. regardless of the position that they're in, we, we, you know, we talked about yesterday about Desi calling out a player, whether they're number they're the top player or number 35. doesn't matter where you stand on the totem pole. If, you, if you're not meeting the standard, then you're going to get called out. Well, it lo- looks like Benji's basically done that. Yeah. And, you know, it sets the standard and, you know, he's got an expectation of his players and, and it seems like David Nofaluma wasn't meeting that standard in his opinion. Now, David Nofaluma might disagree with that mm. and I think he does, but look, I, I think I think this is the, the end of it. I think this, they'll part ways. I've got to say, like, very early on in this preseason, West Tigers fans, I'm actually really impressed with what Benji's doing. Mm. He's drawing a line in the sand. Like, he, he, he wanted Jerome Luai and he got him. You know, he, he wanted Jaden Sullivan. He got him. Mm. Uh, so he's he's not doing a bad job at the moment. He got you know he's he's getting what he wants and and stamping his authority. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. Yeah, few players to watch here. We've got some Texans. Hey, Sats and Rat, I would like to see Ezra Man jump out of this year, jump out this year and dominate. His amazing performance in the grand finals went unrecognised because of what Cleary did. Because of what Cleary did. Awesome. Belmont from Queen. Yeah, you're right, Belmont. Been watching him ever since he was 16 years of age. He's always going to be a, a pretty special player, Ezra. But, and you are right. In that grand final last year, I mean, if Brisbane yeah. win it, he's, oh, a, he's, he's, a, he's the walk-up Cl- Clive, Clive Churchill. Churchill. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, Trent Steele says, I can't wait to see Liam Henry. Yeah, they call him Horse, Liam Henry. Uh, play who I believe will take Spencer Lenu's spot at the Panthers off the bench. Yeah, he seems to be one of a couple of players that will, will take that spot. He's a uh, high energy. They reckon, they reckon when he plays as Liam Henry, when he plays New South Wales Cup, knock on effect Cup, if he doesn't do the right the amount of minutes that he wants to, and he plays big minutes for a front rower, mm. the next day in the in the gym, he's just flogging himself. He's riding from here to yeah, right. to Goulburn. Yeah, he's into it. Yeah, and they have yeah, to yeah. tell him just to slow down, man. Mm. Just slow down, mate. Slow down. Hey, on the back of Ezra Mam, and if you are a Brisbane Bronco fan and an Adam Reynolds fan, his injury yesterday. Where it was pretty graphic, him being helped from the from the field. I think he, he probably overplayed a little bit. Well, I, and you I think said he overplayed that. a little I, bit. Scared I, me. Daddy, I, I said <laughs> that. You, you, when you do, you know, sometimes you get an injury and, and, and it's superficial, but it, it hurts 
enormously at the at the start and it just settles down. I think that was. I don't think you overplayed it. I think you were just being cautious. Starting yeah. early mind games with the chook. Oh, they're playing them in round one, aren't they? Vegas, yeah. Yeah. Um, So the injury yesterday seems to be a minor foot injury. He says, I love the way he explained it. He said, well, we're doing ball work, and I fired a ball to Dean Mariner and put him across in the corner. He had to mention that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I relaxed my foot, it felt like a sniper shot me. Well, he carried on like a sniper shot him, i got to say. yeah. Um, but it's actually a minor foot injury. They're expecting him to be back at training this week. So they've got scans on it already, right? Yeah. 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 I wonder when NRL clubs will become like the NFL clubs where they've got their own. Yeah. yeah well, MRIs it's not far off. In the but state. when they've got their, their, you know, their center, center of excellence type set up, it's not, it's definitely not far off. But you know, with the NFL, we've got players now in the NFL that get injured. They rush them up the tunnel. They've got their own, because mm. they own their stadiums, of course. Yeah. They've got their own. MRIs and our own scanners, everything. Mate, you rush me. You rushed me from Titans from Seabus Stadium up too. to Rabina Hospital to get an X-ray, and then came back and finished the game. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Xavier Willison, who's the big front rower, he uh, he took it lightly and had a bit of a crack at the skipper. I think it was an ankle, but I don't know. He might just be old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's brave. That's a oh, rank laugh. Like That's yeah, a like rank it. laugh. Yeah. Now, this is Sports Day. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for, further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Let's get to a break. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Solomona finding Fitzgibbon. He's over the line, Fitzgibbon. Fitzgibbon's over. That's a try. A try for Sydney Roosters. I'm thinking David Solomona. That would have been the 2000 grand final. Mm. Against the Brisbane Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. And we promised him earlier on, and he's on the line here on Sports Day. Cronulla Sharks, head coach and all-around great guy, Craig Fitzgibbon, joins us. How are you, Fitzy? Yeah, fellas, how are you? Yeah, really well, really well. Now, the preseason, I, I'm pretty sure you would have loved the preseason as a player. I used to love them. Rat, you've said you loved the preseason. Yeah, mate, I got into it. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. As a coach now, when you've got to uh, look at the, the preseason for the upcoming seasons, has, has anything changed over the last, the, the other two that you've, since being a head coach? Oh, uh, yeah, you're probably probably better prepared than the first, definitely the first one, I'm, I'm assuming. But, yeah, kind of a little bit of consistency there with uh, knowing what your players are to expect. We've had a pretty stable squad. So mm. uh, a lot of things will help the consistency level to how we train. And we, we try and stay pretty consistent in that realm. So that's helped a bit. But, yeah, you're always ready for curveballs. You're pushing the boundaries on um, performance there. So... You probably want to push your players to a point of simmering and not breaking, and sometimes those lines get a little bit blurred. But it's been um, so far, um, yeah, the boys have been pretty, pretty committed and pretty excited. So no complaints about training too hard, mate. You haven't had any of those. Dale, you know that. <laughs> All we do is complain. Footy players, mate, you could train soft. They'll complain about that. Train hard. They'll complain about yeah, that. But no, yeah. I got to say that. Like, um, Fine, we've got a pretty 
pretty um, easy-going bunch that yeah. are pretty trustworthy with the staff and, and the performance guys. And whatever gets um, put in front of them, is, um, there's generally a pretty good acceptance of what's coming. And that's the that's the level we're at as a, as a club. We're, we're, um, you know, we're, we're not sitting comfortable with where we're at and we're constantly trying to push those boundaries. So I think the players are acutely aware of that and um, they respond in the way they're, they're training at the moment. But, um, yeah, there'd be 16 other clubs playing the same thing. Yeah, mate. Did you uh, did you bring any outside influences in to, the, to this pre-season, mate, like any army camps or anything? Um, yeah, we did a like a modified one. We all we sort of do a, a season each season or three years in a row now. We like to get the boys out and about in our own area where we're from, where we represent. We sort of get out the sandals, out the Kernel, and and hit the beach and and the tracks out there. And we sort of modified a bit of um, a bit of army work, a bit of grunt work, and a bit of uh, a bit of teamwork into that. Um, that's sort of been a, we want that to be pretty consistent as part of our preseason and. Um, yeah, that, that works well in, in essence. It's not clearly not rugby league, but there's some takeaways you can, um, you know, you can put into your into your season. And it wasn't, um, it was kind of just a nice way to sign off on the first six weeks of training, to be honest. Now, once upon a time, bits the you know the big big test was the beat test, but it's all about the, this one new one called the Bronco now. So, is, do do we do the beat test in rugby league anymore? Is that is that history? Yeah, no, I haven't seen it for a while. Eh? I think um, I think it's more about the Bronco. I think there's still a few yo-yo tests going around, which the the yo-yo is probably a little bit more similar to the beats, where um, yeah, it's a recording and you're following um, following the obviously the progression of each level that you get to. But yeah, we we're sort of using the Bronco a little bit, and when and where you use it can drastically alter the scores. I mean, we put one at the end of training the other day just to see where they're at. That was interesting. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, it's a good metric. Basically, you just want a baseline of where you guys are at and then you want to just test again to see if they've, um, they've, they've taken some, um, you know, taken some improvements on board and, um, you know, again, someone might be good at a Bronco, but you've got to put a footy in the heads at some point as well and make some decisions in and around it. Around the conditioning, Fitzy, who's, who's the usual suspects? Who are the guys that are uh, pretty much always uh, up the front. Oh, Blake, Blake Bailey's a, um, yeah, he's freaky. In, um, he's got an uncanny knack of, um, I can't sort of challenge him. He looks like he's cruising. He's not. He's pushing himself, but he just gives the impression he's doing it easy, Blake. But he's, um, yeah, I'd have to say Blake, he'd be the fittest guy. But Nico, Nico runs really well. And um, a couple of younger guys training with this young kid called Tommy Rogers. He, um, he gives, uh, it's Brett Rogers' son actually, he gives, nice. he gives Blake a bit of a hard time for a while there, he trains good, but um, Blake's the standout when it gets to that sort of stuff though. Hey, just on, I was going to ask you a little bit later on about Blake Braley, because we, we love him, Rat especially, just has been waxing lyrical about him in the last 12 months. He can't be that far from a Blues jersey. I know you've, I know he's one of your players and you'll always push him, but purely from a performance and a fitness mm. and his, his passing ability and he's durable as well. He can't be that far away, Fitzy. Uh, no, I wouldn't have thought so. Like, clearly they, they brought him into camp last year and, um, yeah, that was obviously a, a sign of, um, a sign that he's in their thoughts but with, um, with Madge taking over, I'm not quite sure what Madge will want to do there and um, it was nice to know for Blake that he is in the shop window but he's also... Blake's not comfortable with where he's at and he thinks he's got more in him and yeah, you'd, 
really trustworthy guy. Like, obviously, a, a hooker that can play 80 at the level he does in the middle, and mm. he gets taken on a bit. I don't think he's, um, I don't think anyone would doubt his toughness, but I think what Blake could do if you wanted to pick two hookers, gee, with, with a fresher Blake and a faster Blake, he might have some impact as well. So it's up to Marge and the selectors, of course, on what they do there, but I, uh, yeah, you're right. You do, you, you, you kind of, it's not like you feel obliged to push your own players, but there's some players you coach that you think, yeah, I think he'd handle it, and I think he'd handle it. Mm. Yeah, great tackle technique too. Yeah. And just for a little guy, they go at him, and he just he just chops him down. Oh, mate, yeah. now I wanted to congratulate you on the signing of Adam Fanua Blake, mate. It's a, it sort of flew under the radar. It sort of came out of the blue that the Sharks had signed him. Now, you know, a lot of people in my circle... You know, we, we love the Sharks and, and we, we sort of, we're sort of racking our brain over the last sort of couple of years. What are we missing? You know, like we've got a great back row. We've got, you know, strike centres, finishing wingers, great halves. Is Adam Fanua Blake the missing piece of the puzzle that you think you needed to take you to that next level? Um, look, he's still, he's still a season away. Our, our intentions, we think we can win without him and then keep him yeah. with him. So um, that's, that's sort of the line we've had. One thing, and you can't, um, you got to really focus. You got to be careful. I don't like making excuses on what you might might have been missing. Be missing, yeah. but we seem to have had for the last two years really inconsistent middle rotations where we just haven't had our best middles available when it's crunch time. And it's happened a few years in a row. And um, we've had this rotation between our big men where some consistency around them and leaving them there. I think they've got. Thing about all of our big fellas, I actually think we've all got improvement in them. Um, so, gee, I like the thought of adding added to them, though. Um, that's the reason we went and, um, and pursued him. And felt like, you know, we're, we're pretty stable. We've got a pretty stable squad, a young squad, inexperienced squad. So we're like, okay, if we're going to sign a player, we need someone that's going to move the needle for the, for the club, the team, and particularly in the leadership space. And just turned out that Adam popped up right in time, and um, yeah, we were we we're pretty, we we're obviously very excited by that. But it is still a long way away, and um, we've got to we've got to get our jobs done. So he's walking into a, a strong outfit, mm. and we're we're confident if we get those middles fresh, um, we get them on the field at the right time. That they're, they've still got some levels in them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, taking nothing away from the middles that you got there, you certainly got some good ones. Mate, you're at the back end of the preseason now. Um, I just wanted to ask: Is there is there any boys in your squad that you've been really surprised by? Maybe their development uh, with their game or the size that they've put on. They've really just knuckled down this off season and, and surprised you. Oh, I think um, I've probably got to yeah, like you, you know, you, you guys would know this well. You've got your soldier-like guys that you just you know they're just going to turn up. Like your Dales and Camps, they just don't negotiate on any effort. They just walk in the door and go, right, I'm going to give you the best version of myself. But I've got to say, Blake, um, he's walked back in and, you know, it was some, the first thing he said was, I'm, I'm just sick of watching watching these semis go past. I, I want to get deeper. And, he, and the way he's preparing and training, he's hungry. And Nico's in the same line of, you know, Nico's still had a bloody strong year at the end. He, he, he debuted for New South Wales and Australia by the end of the calendar year and got us to the semis there. But, He's um he's come back in knowing he wants more and because of the opportunity that was given to Braden Trindle, um, we've never seen Tricky at the level of commitment and physicality and um, fitness he's at too. So all three spine members that are gonna be crucial to us, but also 
you know, they've only played six games together. So yeah. we're excited mm. by that, but also we've got to let that develop and grow. And, you know, we went into a semi-final series with Ted Connor at the back there, and um, those guys hadn't spent any time on the field together except for the last six weeks. So trying to get some stability and cohesion amongst them, but thankfully they've all walked back in the door. Um, the others are kind of at the dogs now, but Willie Kay, and they've walked back in ready to rumble and um, take it um, take it to a new level, but we've still, still got a few weeks uh, training to go, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll find out where we're at when the whips are cracking and um, come down one. Yeah, nice. Now, Sifatelikai, Fitzy, will he spend some time in the forwards this year? And if so, does that give an opportunity for a young... Kale Eero to, to have a shot in the trials? Yeah, Kale, um, Kale's really putting pressure on there for Sipper. Um, thought, um, yeah, Sipper, by his own um, admission, was inconsistent last year, but finished the year really strongly after he, he, um, he obviously put him back to the bench there. But turns out injuries, he, he got another reprieve and he did really well. But Kale's, Kale's training well and preparing well, and we, we're feeling like um, yeah, he'll let a player like got to be confident in letting a player like Connor go that you've got adequate um, replacements. And we've got Kale, we've got Kate Dice back, Sam Stone Street. Um, but, yeah, Sipper at the moment doing a bit of both. But we'll, we'll, um, yeah, we'll see how the trials pan out on that. But it, the plan's still centre for now. But eventually, I like the fact that Sipper's got some impact there as well. So it's got something on our minds. And we'll see how the season plays out as well. What do we need? When do we need it? So um, we've got to be ready for... Uh, well, you know, sort of all those options, to be honest, and it's a good shootout going on between mm. them. It's been, been good to watch. Yeah, yeah, mate. Okay, Dykes, you mentioned, obviously, you know, had a shocking injury last year. Showed some real class in his debut when he came and played, uh, I think it was the um, reunion weekend a couple of years ago. But, um, mate, how is he shaping up? How's his pre-season been? Is he, is he in good shape? Um, he's, had, he's had a disruptive pre-season case. So, um, he had, obviously, had knee reconstruction, um, come back, was still getting irritated, so he had a minor procedure, not a major one, just a minor, and um, he's back finally now, almost uh, full team training, so yeah, you've got to go with respect to a young athlete um, and someone of his um, talent, you, we want to get him right, like we're not going to rush it just to, for the sake of throwing him out there to get footy in, we want the best version of Kate Dykes ready, and so we're rebuilding him gradually, and been a bit disrupted, but he's he's starting to starting to express himself a bit more through through team training now, and um, not quite at 100 percent just yet, but coming good at the right time for him. Hey Fitzy, while we're talking to you on Fox, there's actually a 2001 NRL Greatest Games, and it's you guys, the Roosters versus the Brisbane Broncos at uh, Sydney Footy Stadium, and the image of Adrian Morley come up on the screen, and I break into a cold sweat. <laughs> <laughs> he's a scary human being. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, well, thankfully for me, he was on my team. Yeah. So he was right. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. frightening. Hey, he's one of the greats. Yeah, yeah. one of the great drinkers as well, apparently. Mm. Yep. Yeah, had, had a few of these yeah, out in the yeah, Bay at times. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, before we let you go, Fitz, third year now as head coach, a positive and a yeah. negative here. What What's the hardest part about being a head coach? Uh, I, I would listen. It's, oh, yeah, it's hard. It's not. It's not hard to answer, but I suppose you wouldn't understand it until you're sitting in the seat. Look, it's very incredibly rewarding. I love, like, I love it. It's just so, 
are enjoyable working with young men, getting the better. I think the club's in good shape. The people of the club are fantastic. Like it's a lot of good things to look forward to with the development of the club, development of our players and team, etc. But one thing I underestimated was the weight of decision making. When you're uh, an assistant or you know, when you're on the peripheral at any league level and even as a fan, it's really easy to have opinions and we do it as fans and a fan of other sports. You have these opinions, right? Well opinions cost you nothing. But when decisions cost you everything. So I just underestimated the weight of you've got to make all those decisions and you've got to get them right. If you don't get them right, you'll pay for that. So mm. that's um that's that's been the most difficult part. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who probably think it's the media, etc. I think the, the media are the enemy. The enemy's bad performance, right? You just got to get basically as long as you're showing improvement, getting better, working on stuff, and there's a progression line there. I think it's fair and reasonable to get criticised after bad, bad performance, but um, but geez, making tough decisions is not as easy as it may look on the surface. And when things don't go your way, it's really easy to throw an opinion. You got to get rid of him. You got to get rid of him. You got to move him there. You know, like a sticker. You got to move sticker. To the forwards is a, um, a narrative sometimes, but you know, my job is to get the best out of Super, so he's the best center, not move or clinch. Yep. And that's making those decisions is where you've got to be really stable, really clear, and, and trust your trust trust your decision process and that. But that's there's a bit of bit of weight involved in that. I probably miss, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least you won't lose your hair inside. over at Fitzy, so <laughs> that's one positive. Um, the, the, the eyebrows are falling out. <laughs> Not a hair on his body. Oh, uh, great stuff! Hey, it's always good to catch up with you, Fitz. Um, love to hear how the uh, the Sharkies are going leading into round one, and good luck for the start of the season, mate. Thank you for joining us on Sports Day. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, boys. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats and Rad here on a Tuesday night. Always good to catch up with Fitzy. Great so, guy. Such an easy chat, isn't he? He's, you know he's famous. You never toured with him, did you? I didn't. The guys from the Roosters told me, and even some of the guys that have toured with him, apparently he's famous for when you go on the drink. As a player, he wouldn't be doing it as a coach. But as a player, when you get together and have a drink, like a Mad Monday, whatever, he was famous for convincing other people to swap clothes with him. So he'd turn up in his normal gear. <laughs> what? And then, yeah. This could be an are you serious? And then um <laughs> and then he'd disappear and come back and he'd just be in someone, someone else's, else's clothes. clothes. Like it could be a female, yeah, it, it could be thing. an old dude. I remember back in the day we went through a bit of a thing where you'd swap shirts with <laughs> just random people. And <laughs> uh, but yeah, not not the full kit. Yeah, the buzzer loves him. He says, Hi lads, love the fits in our sharkies. Good luck for the season ahead. Up up Cronulla. Yep. Let's get to a couple of texts. There's a few texts there for players to watch, Rat. Yeah, players to watch. Hi guys. Uh Saluta. Uh, Talatau. Uh, Koala. 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 Koala, sorry. We'll go to a, a new level in Sinan fullback for Manly. He will make grand final. That's Peter from Maryland. Oh, yeah, Peter from Maryland. Yeah. He will they're, make the grand final. They're going to be interesting, I think, the um, Manly. I think they're really interesting. Uh, player to watch. Mark says, being a Tigers fan, I always thought Luke Brooks was shackled. Looking forward to see what he can do. I don't think he was shackled. I just think. 
the change is really good for him. Well, I mean, he's not playing behind a dominant forward pack. No. Hard to get his running game going. There's a lot of stuff that's that's against him when you're a, you're a half. And he doesn't seem to be a player that really wants to grab the game by mm. himself. Like mm. he, he probably needs some some soldiers around him yeah, that are willing J- to do that. Josh says, player to watch. Big year, big year from Teddy boys. Too classy a player not to come out and silence the critics. Reminds me of a lot when. People started to criticise Billy and he came back and dominated Origin. Yeah, Josh, you're right. Remember remember Billy, for a lot of years there, he was, actually wasn't getting picked for Queensland. Mm. It was Carmichael Hunt was getting picked. Matty Bowen was getting picked. Then he went through suspensions as well, Billy. So he actually didn't get going for a while, Billy, yep. in, in Origin. He wasn't there uh, initially when when Queensland started that, that amazing run in 2006. Got another yeah. one there? Guys, a player I think... To watch, uh, we'll have a breakout year. Is Olam will thrive in a new team? Phil from Mudgee. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right, Phil. Yep. Yeah, I think he's actually going. Oh, he's going to love the new new environment. I think. Mm. I think. Yeah. I think his swap, Sh- Sean Bloor will. I'm hearing. Yeah. Oh, I spoke to one of the Melbourne coaches the other day, um, and I said, "How's that Sean Bloor going?" He said, "Mate, he is a machine. This kid." He's just fitted in like he's yep. been here for a number mm. of years. So look out for big things from him. Yeah, another one, Stepper at Redcliffe. He says he can't wait to see what Herbie Farmworth will add to the Dolphins attack. Well, oh. I, I think he'll add a lot. <laughs> he'll be <laughs> very good for him. Yeah, let's get to a break. And after the break, we're going to talk to one of tennis legends and tennis royalty. royalty. Yeah, yes. Mark Woodford's going to keep us updated what's going on with the Australian Open. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. And, of course, it's gone quick that hour, hasn't it? Now mm. the Australian Open is getting down to the juicy part of the... Business end. Yeah, of the tournament. And the Budster has texted in and said, can't wait for the next segment. What's the wood with the wood? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when our, our listeners are, are making <laughs> up their own segments. <laughs> I like it. And that man, of course, is tennis royalty here in Australia and all around the world, mind you. Mark Woodford joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Mark? And the wood was really looking forward to getting back and watching this match. <laughs> yeah. I had to quickly get out to answer this call. I know. Well, <laughs> j- just on that, so Djokovic, he's on court right now Taylor against Taylor Fritz. What, he took the first set out 7-6. Is that correct? Uh, exactly. It's been a lengthy first set already into the second set. And uh, uh, it's hanging in the balance. I think it was a, a huge, uh, hugely important set for Djokovic to to uh, come back from being set points down. and uh, But, you know, I, I mean, there I was sitting next to Pat Cash and I've got <laughs> Rod Laver in front of me and I'm I'm watching Novak Djokovic. I, I've had a pretty good day. And now you come and talk to us, dribblers. Yeah. And, and now I'm talking to you guys. But I, I do have the screen in front of me, so I'm, I'm keeping track of the match. But it's, uh, it's still hanging in the balance right now. But it's great to see Taylor Fritz... Um, you know, just trying to challenge uh, the number one seed here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is, is is the Australian Open playing out like you would have imagined uh, with you know Alcaraz, Rublev, Joker, the Joker, and Sinner still still in? Is, is it is it what you expected? Well, I certainly expected Novak to you know not have it all his own way in the first week. I don't think he's playing any of his best tennis 
but the longer that he stays in the draw, the more dangerous he's, he becomes. Because he navigates, you know, these two weeks, seven matches, um, so very well. That's why he's won 24 slams. But I think there is a couple of dangerous guys that are that are still left, and certainly tonight still could be a, a danger match um, for if Taylor Fritz can, you know, get back to a set of piece. But the other two guys that I'm really thinking of, one is Yannick Sinner, a fellow blood nut, and the other guy <laughs> is Carlos Alcaraz down the other end of the draw, who last night was just, um, you, you know, the form. He seems like he's enjoying his tennis, and something tells me that he's just got his body right to uh, be ready for the Australian Open this year. Yeah. Now, for the casual tennis fan, I'm a, I'm a sports nut, and I love seeing history created in sport. Uh, it seems like we're in a real moment in time to see the Joker just doing what he's doing. I mean, we, we've gone through, you know, with the greats like Nadal and Federer, and the Joker just keeps getting... It seems like he's going to play forever. I mean, how many can he win? And, and you know, what's annoying is that he's 36, 37 years of age, and he's, he's been giving, you know, almost 10 years away to a lot of these guys, if not more. So, um, and, and I probably refer back to the fact that he just manages his body. He manages his emotions um, better than anyone else uh, that's out there at the moment. And it's not to say that, you know, that, that he can't, you know, stumble, and, uh, but, but he's, he's just ready for opponents. I think he analyzes his opponents with the data um, better, better than anyone else as well. Um, and I kind of think, you know, that there's probably a few more slams up his sleeve to just create some distance between he and Rafa and Roger as far as accumulating those Grand Slam victories. Yeah, now we're about to get to the end of the first hour here, Mark, so you can get back and watch this game. Um, now with the women's singles, Coco Goff goes through the semifinals. Yep. Who's standing out there? I, for me, um, it's Sabalenka. Uh, you, you know, even from the beginning of the tournament, um, you, you, Schwantek was obviously uh, bundled out early, um, but if she was still there, if Rabakina was still there, um, if the set, the bottom half of the draw hadn't been as depleted, or I should say the top half of the draw wasn't as decimated as it has been, um, I still think it would have been in the hands of Irina Sabalenka. You know, I mean, she's won here before, but she's got such a, a hot game. Um, but, but with that hot game, she has emotions that sometimes do get the better of her. So it's kind of hers to win, but it's also hers to lose. Beautiful. Kolka Goff was pretty impressive today. So, you know, she's going to really test her, but I think it really is in the hands of Arena um, Sabalenka. Yeah, great stuff. Thank you very much, Mark Woodford. You're joining Brett Phillips in the Australian Open coverage on SEN. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks, guys. Always good talking to you. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, second hour. Now, I I thought with Woogie away while he's 
Apparently he's been sighted by some satellite laying on a beach <laughs> in Bali. Has, no one's tried to roll him back in. No, 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 not, no, yet, no. not yet. Um, I thought you would have come up with your own sort of your song list. Some of you, you Gen Z cool I don't kids mind that, music. though. No, I love that. Crawl? I don't know. I don't but know. But that's, you... not, that's not Daddy Vass. That's just in the system. He doesn't oh. even know who sings that. Oh, my God. Uh, don't read it off the screen. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's not here. So if you had to choose one song right now, what would it be? Give me oh. one song. Mate, you've put me well under the pump here. Yeah, it'd be Jeez. Taylor Swift or something. No. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon Taylor um, Swift and Travis Kelsey will do a duet? What? Uh, Mate, I, I reckon, I, I thought it would be the undoing of that, that team, and it was for a little while there, but it's they've sort of come good in the last two weeks. Mm. Playoff Kelsey is playing like playoff Kelsey. <laughs> do you mean like as an opener? Yeah. Oh. Is it like what sort of music do you listen to? Mm. I can put something on. Have you ever heard of Paolo Natini? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, neither have I. Haven't you? No. Oh, he's a great singer. Pencil full of lead. Mate, I've got, there's a text here from Steve from Dubbo that yeah. came in yesterday. It said, I've discovered why the rats parabashing runs so deep and all will be revealed. And now he sent in another message. Yeah. It'll be revealed in the second hour. Well, then he sent another one in. Yeah. Where is it? Saying, I've found the root of rats parabashing. I can even put a date on it. Oh, wow. It runs a lot deeper than I thought, almost to the point of feeling pity for him. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm, go, I'm interested to see what it is. Oh, I want to know too. What's what is this? This is. I could play this out on a break. I reckon. <laughs> this I is something a roller derby. Roller skating. Hey, Arnie, Arnie comes in. Bit of Arnie Schwarzenegger. What's this song? This is Luke Million. Is this the sort of stuff you listen to? Yeah. Actually, this isn't too bad. I don't mind. A bit of seventies about yeah, it. Yeah, it is. That's just like. A bit of boogie nights. Yeah. 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 Wait for Arnie. Arnie will come in. What's Arnie doing? He's he's dubbed his voice over. Oh, yeah, yeah, just use yeah. him as a sample. Yeah. 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 Get down. <laughs> Get down. Get to the uh, chopper. Uh, welcome to the second hour, as we said, to Sports Day. Sats and Rat here and Daddy Vass as well. And uh, make sure you continue to get involved in the show. We're asking what play you're looking forward to watching this year. It doesn't have to be one of the superstars. We've got plenty of text to get through as well. 0457 736 736. Or if you're from New Zealand, the land of the long white cloud, double eight double three, as well. And if you want to get involved in the show on the phone, as this man has, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Before we get to him, thank you very much to the Kia EV9, World Gym Australia, and Nutrient Ag Solutions. And before we get to him, yeah, Rooster Muzz just asking. So can you ask him? What the he was talking about yesterday with that cricket score dribble. Not even my old mate from Prewood or Stephen Hawking or NASA could work it out. <laughs> what was that for? <laughs> we're talking about Glenn, our mate Glenn, aren't we? Oh, the cricket score. Yeah, what he yeah, was yesterday. talking about yesterday. Well, well let's, get, tell us. let's get it from the man here. How are you, Glenn? Oh, I'm very, very well, boys, on this TLT. Yep. Nice. Yep. Yeah, mate, the boys the boys lost on the last ball, but they're still coming second anyway. So, And I tipped the, the winner of the last race in Sydney for them at 9.50, so they are all very happy when we got back to the Kent Hotel. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yep. But one. more importantly, they finally took the ventilator off Eric Forrester this morning on bowl, and guess what? He's still with us. He's still breathing. Really? What? Right. Wow. How you? How cute is that young male checkout operator at Woolies who carefully packs all the customers' groceries perfectly with the eggs and oranges on top? And, of course, he's been eagerly uh, watched by his proud mum. Yep, yep. Who challenges the handsome son to do the same with his clothes when he gets home. Yeah. Anyway, 
That'll do. Just a, just a reminder, everyone, tomorrow is Waratah West Wacky Wednesday. So was that, was he didn't have much today, did he? Nah, is it, what is that, an ad? It was, yeah, it's an ad. I think it's a Woolies ad or a yeah, Coles right. ad, one of the two. Yeah, it's a, it's a mother watching his son pack the... And Mate, nobody packs groceries. Sh- like, I have to pack my own groceries at Woolies and Coles now. I think he puts you the, don't go to the shops, though. Oh, oh yeah. I've, I've done it We've got to do that segment again, actually. <laughs> I think he don't. puts the eggs on the bottom. And who puts the eggs on the bottom? No, you don't nobody. The bottom. Exactly. Should, we give, should we give Glenn a challenge? What? So by tomorrow, or by next week, yep. you've got to come up with this, this, and this. Yeah, I don't mind that. Give Listeners? him some direction. We got yeah. yeah, he needs direction. Yeah. I think that's all he's lacking. He does. He yeah, does. Exactly. Three burning questions. Uh before we get to that, let's get to a couple of text messages. Uh players to watch. Now, also Mick here about the West Tigers. Benji is setting the tone. Like it. He was the last to do it in, in two thousand and five. Now he's setting the tone in twenty twenty four. Uh get some Benji. Yeah, he is. He is. He's well, well you, you gotta you gotta draw a line in the sand at some point. Well, so. you gotta stand Stand, stand for something. Stand for something as a yeah. coach, and you, and there's a, and the listeners have probably heard me say this a number of times. There's a really good saying about whatever control you get in any situation comes on your first encounter. So his first encounter as a as a head coach will decide, you know, what principles and values he's gotten and what he's going to stand for. So I like that he's taking this hard stance early on, and as he continues in his, you know, in this this coaching world, you, you get the ability to just take your foot off the throttle a little bit. And I, and I don't mind, Sats, a hard stance from a coach, hmm. as long as it's consistent. Especially at a club that's been struggling. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be consistent from a coach. Um, and that's all players want. They want consistency. Yep. They want direction. They want to be coached. And, and I think you can do all of the above. Yep. G'day, Shaggers. Players to watch. Palace Duncan from oh, the Reptile. Stop it. Yeah. Palace. Yeah, Love like where him. you're going there. He's a, uh, he's a clone of Cam Murray. It's going to be interesting. I know he's re-signed there, but it's going to be interesting. He's a bigger body than Cam Murray. Right? Yes. They play exactly the same. They sort of bend in and out mm. of tackle. They get really quick play the balls. and um, It's going to be interesting if if they're going to be able to keep him because he's only really young Cam himself. Mm. And Talis Duncan, it's going to be interesting where they play both of them. If they can play both of them with the same style, same style of play. Uh, summer run, huh? Yeah, love the show, guys. Up the Wars from Harlem Shine in New Zealand. That's on double eight, double three, of course. And Sats and Rat, this comes from Cam. Zach Hosking under Ricky Stewart. Mm. I think he will be uh, one to keep an eye on. Now, I'm led to believe he was offered only very minimal wage at Penrith to be full-time. Yep. It was offered an exorbitant pay oh, rise and, and at the Raiders for three years as a mature player, like 26, 27. Well, can I tell you, and, and deserves it. Absolutely. Uh, he's better than a than a minimum wage player. Well, and coming in as a mature age player, you know you're a lot more settled, you're a lot more balanced yep. as well. You've been and, playing and second grade for pretty much your whole career. Well, they just, I mean, as a coach too, it's someone you know you can trust. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the reality of that situation. I watched an interview uh, with Ricky Stewart recently. And I think this signing was to plan life after Elliot Whitehouse. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a good replacement. We've got Croker, Whitehead. Well, Croker's gone. Yep. Retired. Uh, and there was another player, too, who will be, I think, finishing up the season. Oh, leave it with me. I'll have a look. Okay. But, um, mm. uh, Shotgun Shine, Neil, says, G'day, team. I've got two players to watch this season. I'm really interested to see how Jerome Luai plays for the Panthers. Yep. Because I think the Tigers are looking to play him as a halfback 
Uh, well, he was a halfback coming through. The junior junior reps played a lot of halfback as well. And the other one is Hamali Olakuatu at the Seagulls. I'd love to see him find some consistency this season and become the second-row enforcer that he should have been the last couple of seasons. If he can get his game together, he's a great chance to play for New South Wales. Yeah, I yeah, think I you're agree. right. I, I think agree. you're right. He's still only very raw into his career. He's such a big thing, isn't he? Like he's de- he'd be, I'll tell you what, if I was playing in the halves and I came up against Manly, I'd be wanting to defend on the right side. He's frightening. Uh, I, he's terrifying. You know, I um, he's 25 years old. He's 26 at the end of this year. So mm. he's still r- relatively raw when it comes to understanding what it means to be you know, an enforcer yeah. and to be that guy that, that really runs your forward pack. When I was at Penrith one night, Penrith were playing Manly on a Saturday night, and they came walking down the tunnel, the Manly forward pack, him, Paseca, uh, Jason Saab. Well, I've never seen... And they know he's skinny, Jason Saab, but they are massive humans, yeah. the Manly Ford Pack. Just massive humans. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy he's competing with for that right edge spot is, is Talal McCungie from South, yeah. who a couple of big, scary humans. I don't know if they could, if, if you, you can imagine having them on, the, on, on both edges <laughs> <laughs> for New South Wales. That'd be pretty scary. I oh, know, Josh Papaliki. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. see the, dra- um, the Dragons try to snag Zach Wolford? Yeah, uh, he. He kiboshed it. He yeah. stopped it, yep. didn't he? Yeah, yep. as he should. Ricky Stewart, he's a good player. Mm. They've got Tommy Starling as well, but mm. he liked to have that one-two punch with with the German yeah. and Tommy Starling. Uh, three burning questions with Daddy Vass for Toolkit Depot. Everything you need to get back to work. So the first one's based on that question we asked, didn't we? Yeah. What are the players uh, most looking forward to watching this season? Yeah. Did, did you narrow it down to one? Uh, well, I said Jack Cogger. Who, who you Brandon Bahirkoyle. Oh, the back row from Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. young fellow. He's, he's, he, he, he played 11 games last year. He's only played 13 games in three years. Made his debut three years ago. Mm-hmm. Had one game. Played one game in 2022 and played 11 games last year. Got he, some time be, in the saddle. He'd only be 22, I reckon. Yeah, young. He's the same age as Reese Walsh. Yeah, coming through their system. Um, they just do a good job at developing their young talent. They don't get them overexposed. Yep. Um, we heard Toddy talking about it last night when there's a lot of hype around a player and they get thrown into the deep end and all of a sudden they don't go as well as what you might think. Um, the Broncos seem to have a good knack of just easing their players in. And I tell you, he showed some class last year when he played mm. and I'm looking forward to see you know, how things unfold for him this year. I just think he's got a ton of class with the ball and he's, he's great defensively. It's going to be interesting with the experience Kate will go. Yeah, you sort of had experience... Piakura was coming off the bench. You've got Jordan Ricky, the other back rower. Now they've got mm. two young back rowers. Mm. It's going to be interesting how that plays out. But he's a good player. He's a good mm, player. Good. The other and, one lo- the oh, yeah, sorry, guys. The other one looking forward to is Dean Mariner. He's an outside back at the Broncos. Uh, they've moved Selwyn Cobbo to centre. He is, this kid's special. Really, really special. Yeah, yeah. He, he certainly is. And he's going to get his opportunity. Yeah. Um, you, know, I, I, you know, we talked briefly about... The Selwyn Cobbo move to the centres, I, I think it's a good move for him. So um, d- purely based on the fact that centre physically is the easiest position to play on the field. But you're still, like, you're a strike weapon. And, and I think, you know, you take away that carting the ball back into the teeth of defence from kick returns. You take all that out of out of his game and you just let him be that strike weapon, similar to, like, a Latrell Mitchell on the left on the left for, for South. I think uh, he, could be, he could be devastating for the Broncos this yeah. year. Me too. But Braden Trindle is is the other player that I, I'm looking forward to, to watch. I hope he leans up. No Matt bit. Moylan. Yeah. Uh, he'll get this he'll get the start. He, he played the first four season for four first four games at halfback last year with 
Nico Hines being yeah. out. And I thought he played his best footy. And then he came in at the back end of the year when they um, dropped Moylan. And I thought he played really well. And I, I think he'll take some confidence out of that. Now that he'll, he, he'll have the starting spot. I think, they look, confident. I think they look far more dangerous to Sharkies when he was playing at half. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's got, he, he, can, he can play the ball, but he can also run. Whereas Moylan, he lost his running game a little bit, and knee injuries, and lost Hamstrings a bit of pace. And yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm excited to see um, Tyrone Marinro. Tyrone Marinro. Oh, the winger from South. Yeah, yeah, I reckon he might be one of the highest try scorers. Really? Yeah, he's a gun. Mm. He's a good kid. Will Alex Johnson break the record this year? How many yep. has he got to go? It's like 24 or something short. No, it's less than that. Yeah, no, Is he'll it? get it. Yeah. Mm. He's behind Billy. He's still got to overtake Billy. Yeah, he's only got two to get Billy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's going to be an exciting countdown to watch that. Second one. Now, uh, our skipper, Pat Cummins, he mm. came out today and said this. You know, my personal opinions is, uh, you know, I absolutely love Australia. It's the best country in the world by a mile, and I think we should have it in Australia Day, but um, I think we can probably find a, a more appropriate day to, to celebrate it. Do you agree? <sighs> absolutely, I agree. I said it last night. And yeah. this is the thing, right? Like, like it's Australia Day. It's, it's, so that's everyone. Like our indigenous community are suffering on like that day was it was not a great day for them. Like why do we celebrate Australia Day on that day? Because they were here before us. Mm. Like why don't we celebrate it on a day that brings us all together? I get it, and I get what Pat's Change saying. Change the date. Yeah, but at the moment it's the date. So, so what are you saying? Pat? It doesn't stuff it. It doesn't also. It also involves people who have uh, migrated to the country and have become Australians yep, as well. Absolutely. Um, but to, at the moment it's the date. Well, well, I so get let's, that. So yeah. let's celebrate it. Let's celebrate Australia Day. And if, if like I was saying last night, if the powers to be need to change it, let them do what they've got to do behind. I think it's inevitable that Australia Day will be changed. I think it's inevitable. One day it's going to be changed in the, I think, sooner rather than later. But at the moment, it's Australia Day. So everyone uh, get my, on board. Uh, <laughs> Freaking celebrate it. Tennis, cricket. Honestly, just shut up and play. Steve from... Um, <laughs> Steve from Dubbo. If he, if Albo changes to date, it might be something that Steve from Dubbo can get behind. Steve might support he might actually Albo. support him. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think what everyone's missing here is why do they? Why does this conversation always happen every, every year? January? In, every every year. January. Why does it take the day? All I can say is on on Australia Day, people will talk with their feet when it comes to how they're dressed and how they look when they go to Australia. Well, Australian don't go to Open. Woolies to buy anything. When they go to, <laughs> well, when they go to. The cricket, they'll be, are, are they'll be celebrating enough. Are Woolies a sponsor? <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, well, mate, they're not selling any Australia Day apparel or anything. You know your segment that we were doing, which was, what was that, the, <laughs> the, the shopping, shopping list? One. I used to take those prices off Woolies. Oh, no you? more. No more. No, no, they're gone. Yeah. Steve's just sent in players to watch. Gutho, Penasini, Simonson, oh. Steve <laughs> Brown, Moses Pearl. Shut up, nah, he's gone. Hey, Steve. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, what's your third one? Uh, now, obviously, Madge signed up for the for the Blues mm-hmm. this year. Now, um, will he be able to stop Queensland from making it three series on the trot? No, I, I just I just don't think he we can. We spoke about this off air. You it's think the Queenslander may go through another another dynasty? Like, you th- think of what 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 Billy's class got. is a dynasty? Like, how many in a row does it need to be? Three, three, three. Five. Okay, five. Five. Yeah, I'm going. You know how hard they are to win. I'm going five. <laughs> Three. Yeah, I'm with you, Daddy. Well, well, what I'm saying is this, right? Look at what the, the stability in that Queensland setup, mm-hmm. the players that he's got at his disposal, the young talent that he's got coming through. 
Billy Slater at the helm. I mean, I mean, Madge makes one misstep. Mate, the, the New South Wales media will chew him up. Ex-players will come out and start bagging him. Like, it's just, it just seems to happen every year in New South Wales. I, I just don't think, I think that that, that change is going to take some time. But what we, uh, Queensland have just got a settled ship at the moment. Can we get two facts right? Yep. First one is, is he signed on for one year? Madge? Yeah. I don't know. No, I think that changed. I think that changed. I think it went to two, three years. Now, the listeners may be able to correct me if I'm right. Um, and we de- He definitely didn't sign for one year. Ori- the original offer apparently was one oh, year. Oh, that's embarrassing. But I think after the feedback and him not getting the, him having to step aside from the New Zealand job, I think that changed. Okay, so, okay. And if it did, it's, it's what it deserves as well because... He'll put everything into it, Madge. Absolutely, yeah. he will. Even I, and I'm not saying that he, he can't coach. I'm just, I, I feel like, and 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 I and I said this to you off air. I feel like some of the New South Wales players are broken. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I feel like there's some players in that make in the makeup of that squad that, yeah, they, they've had their chance. They've been there. They haven't delivered, and they're superstars at the club level. And they just keep picking them, and they're, they're not getting the job done. And you know, they've. So I, you I may, know, you, I know you think there may be a. a a culling of players there need, and, I, I and think fresh there needs blood to be. I think there needs to be. Do you know, the one thing I know about Michael Maguire is when he gets success, he gets it when he's dealing with the elite of the athletes. Right. So when he was at South, yep. yeah, he changed a lot of things at South. The front office had to be run by someone else, and Shane Richardson did a Didn't great job. Didn't have the coach whisperer there as well? Oh, Bradley Stubbs. I used, to li- I used to live next door to that guy. <laughs> Maniac. Like, but anyway, um, but when Madge got his squad sorted, Sam Burgess, John Sutton, yeah, all those players, Isaac Luke and um, yeah, Luke Keery and Adam Reynolds, they're, mm. they're elite athletes. And yeah. even though some of them were only young, led by Sam, um, he gets success. Yep. Then he goes to New Zealand and, again, he's dealing with the elite of, of those players representing the country. He gets success. Um, I thought he had the West Tigers heading in the right direction mm. and his tenure ended there. So... I've got to say, as a as a well, Queens, as a Queensland fan, I'm I'm really really worried about about Madge as a coach. Well, 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 I'll put it to you this way, and, and just looking at last year's uh, side in, in game three, Bradman Best was the best was I think one of New South Wales' best on the field. So if him and so Te- him and him and him Teddy, Trevojevic, uh, the Tromich are all fit. Are, are you picking Bradman Best, or are you going back to what hasn't worked? <laughs> well, they haven't been all fit for three years. Well, three if, years. They're, if they're all fit, you've Based on New South Wales' recent success, you're going with three the, years ago. Yeah, but again, you've got to go <laughs> like, back to the last success, yeah, yeah. and that oh, was that's with, right. that so, was with Trebojevic and Latrell in the centres. And, and that's what I think. That's what what, what sort of creates disharmony in it because uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, if, if I'm picking Bradman best, he's one of the first blokes picked. The way he played last year. In that, in, what it was his, a se- debut, wasn't his it? season oh. last year, and then the way he played and stepped up to the mark. Because you got you got players who have played Origin, then you've got Origin players. Mm. He proved on that stage he's an Origin player. Um, I, I, he'd be one of the first picks, and that that would ruffle some feathers, obviously in New South Wales. I don't know. Tell us what you think, listeners. Would you pick Bradman Best over, you know, a, a, maybe a Latrell Mitchell or a, or a Jake Travoyevich or a Tom Travoyevich in the centres? Yeah, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Or double eight three double eight double three. If you are a Kiwi, that was brought to you by Toolkit Depot. Everything you need to get back to work.
whether it's tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear, in-store and online. And when we come back from the break, we'll talk Tim Zoo. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Who sings that, Daddy? Out of finger. Yes. What a travesty. Oh, They're not around anymore. I know. Hey? Yeah, I'd go to a comeback to that. Oh, any day of the week. You know danger's into you. Why is it that every second word out of your mouth is, I don't know? Is that because you're a little mad man? <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. Worm to say I'm Broncos member. I heard the figure of three should be classed as a dynasty. So does that mean when the Eels won six wooden spoons in a row from 56 to 61, that role, that record was indeed a double dynasty? Yeah, Rooster <laughs> Mars, 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 little good, shot like over it. the bow. It's Steve from Dubbo. <laughs> um, hey, Danger, uh, the cyclone starting to approach the, the East Coast, and you're up there in Cairns. You're so right, I hope you're safe. Yeah. Eat too quick. Eat too quick. Uh, Cam says, who would you rather defend if you're a right-edge defender for Queensland? The answer is not Latrell Mitchell or Turbo. Yeah. So Bradman Bessie wouldn't want to defend as well because he's a big, strong, quick, young man. But mm. Latrell's got that, and I mean this in the, with total respect, he's got that sense of arrogance you need, a little bit like Justin Hodges had. You know Justin Hodges? Oh, yeah. He yeah, just yeah. got in your face. He took you off your game just because he just, he believed he was better than you. I think they could they could pick Latrell on one edge and Best on the other and have Javojevic do what Gutho did. Off the bench? Yeah, in, nah. in 17. No. Just let him roam around. Mm. No. What David from uh, over in New Zealand says, New South Wales need to stop trying to get the best players in the team and start picking the best players in each position. Best signing this year, Roger Tuovasa-Shek. Yeah. And David. You're right, Dave. Good signing. I reckon Roger Tuovasa-Shek, he light it up. completely changes that Warriors side. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Timmy Zoo. who will he fight next? Now, there's a story that's coming out. He's, he was meant to fight this American called Erickson Lubin, who um, he's declared now, Lubin, that he never withdrew from this fight, which was a super worldwide champion, championship against Tim Zhu. So they're saying the, the Zhu camp are lying. We never, we never uh, withdrew from the fight. So we have been seeing a lot of talk around who Tim Zhu will fight next. Now, the one name that has been thrown up is a guy by the name of Ratton listeners, if you're not boxing fans, he's probably, well, he is the pound for pound the best boxer in the world, and he'll definitely be a Hall of Famer. His name's Terence Bud Crawford. Oh. He is oh. undefeated. <laughs> oh, no. He made Errol Spence Jr., who was undefeated as well. He made him look like a second-rate oh, fighter. Oh, is he going to fight him? Well, that's been thrown up. Also, oh. a young guy, an undefeated. Too early. Prospect, too, too early, Tim. Too Virgil early. Ortiz Jr., uh, amongst oh. those as well, and... One of these fights, Crawford wouldn't come to Australia, but Virgil Ortiz Jr. would have to come to Australia to fight him. Um, but Terence Bud Crawford, it's again, it's one of those be careful what you wish for moments. Mm. Um, well, he might go over there and shock us all, and well, shock the boxing world. Well, Australians well, well, have done a lot it of in people. The past. Are, a lot of people are backing him to beat anyone. Yeah, I mean, he's a talent. He's it, a talent. I mean, he's yeah. I just I love the stories about where he takes his mind and his body when he prepares. Like we spoke about it earlier on, like if you want to be good at a sport. You've got to be obsessed. Got to own you. 
Yeah, you can't have all these outside distractions. What about where his brother Timothy's mind goes? Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a psycho. They're mad, both oh. of them. Like, I mean, I'd I'd like a psychologist to spend some time with them and come to, and come, <laughs> come, down, come out with some break report. Break it down. Yeah, <laughs> break it down. I, I reckon they got lots of voices in their heads, both the zoo boys. But yeah. um, but Tim Zoo takes his body and his mind to these ridiculous places. He puts his body through all these torturous. Uh, sessions both physically and psychologically to see how his body reacts to it. So, yeah, word is that Terence Bud Crawford has been mentioned. I don't think Terence Crawford would fight Tim Zoo to be quite honest. I don't think well, he's even on his radar. Well, Steve from Dubbo says he thinks Terence Crawford is chasing Zoo. Mm. If I think if Crawford's chasing Zoo... It's a warm-up for something, is it? I think he would treat Zoo as a another world title uh, w- w- world title defence right? and possibly and take his belt. And, um, but you got to, again, you got to be really careful when you do that, when you, well, a big loss, when you do uh, a tune up fight for another fight, a, a loss at this stage of, uh, like it can do, it can be quite damaging, can't it? If, to, if, to a Tim Zoo. If Zoo lost his next fight and it was in America, mm. I, I doubt very much he'd get back there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, it, it is important who he, who he picks. So what happened to the Charlo? Uh, like, well, Charlo got bashed by in his last fight. Yeah. But, but there's an, yeah, but he fought, uh, Canelo. Canelo, yeah. So is there no, is there not an opportunity now to go and fight him? Like he'd want yeah, to come probably, back and probably, but the, he'd get get in America. It'd still be a big pay per view, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, the interest in Charlo's really waned because he ran for twelve rounds from Canelo. So people would more of the same, you know, is is he is he the 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 hot prospect that you need right now? But yeah. I think he's I think he's the next best fight for him. Mm. Yeah, and there's Virgil Ortiz Jr. who's a really good fighter. I think he probably if you had to rate them, you'd probably go Virgil Ortiz Jr. first. Charlo second, stay well away from Terence Bud Crawford. Oh man! I know. I mean, when you're doing anything, you want to take on the best. Oh, and and so. when you and when you're young and bulletproof, and yeah. it's like, no, I got him, I got him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve saying Crawford will come to Australia as well. If if Bud Spencer came to Australia, it'd be like Manny Pacquiao oh, when he came. Oh, mate, imagine going to that. I went to that fight. Did you go to that fight? No, I was calling a rugby league game. I oh, missed it. I sat about eight rows back from the ring. That and was, it was just phenomenal. Fifty thousand people. Unbelievable. On a, it was a hot Sunday hot day, afternoon hot too. Hot day, I sat in the sun. Mm. Yeah, no sunscreen. Yeah, yeah, Silly. it was a uh, it was a pretty good day, wasn't it for, for Australian Jeff, boxing? Jeff, and Jeff, Jeff Horn. Horn, yeah, exactly. Horn it. Let's get to some of your text messages here. Players to watch. You got Daniel from Prairie with there up the top. Rat. Yeah, yeah, Sats and Rat. Uh, the player I'm most looking forward to watching 2024 is Ryan Pappenhausen. Yeah, here, here. I agree. He's certainly one we all want to see back healthy. I'll be lighting candles at my local church and praying to every higher being, hoping the rugby league gods will look favourably upon him. Goodness knows he deserves some luck who has struggled with to stay on the field since 2021. He looks super fit and is flying in preseason, judging by the storm social media. They are the reports. He's, he's, he's absolutely flying. So they're in Geelong at the moment. They do it at the start of every season, the January of every season. They take them down to Geelong and the Melbourne Storm. And basically they just, they just, they do a lot of skills, and a lot of fitness, but they Sleep deprivation. Uh, it's not like an army style. It's they staying in a, a quite a good facility. But in saying that, um, Ryan Pappenhausen looks amazing, absolutely amazing. And yeah, fingers crossed that it doesn't happen again because he's one of the most popular players in the competition. Uh, here we go, Ezra. Dave. Ezra. Well, Ezra. Dave says Ezra Mam scored the three tries in the grand final, but he didn't do anything for the other sixty minutes. He didn't have a bad game in the grand final, but anyone who reckons. He should have won the medal. Are kidding themselves? Well, who else? Who else in the Broncos? Would you? Who stood out to you in the Broncos, other, other than Ezra Mam? Yeah, Payne was good. Payne was good. Yeah, 
Um, but what, what do you expect of him? Uh, Car- of, of Ezra Mann. Carrigan was good. Yeah, can I say, Dave, the reason why I think we say that is because knowing the way that they pick these awards, it's usually the last thing on your mind. And it wasn't one big play. No. It was, it was three. three. <laughs> so in the last you know, 15, 20, 25 minutes, if that's the Broncos win the game, that's the thing that's fresh on your mind is mm. that Ezra Mann, Reese Walsh puts that right foot, left foot step and, and burns Cleary and Ezra Mann's on the inside. Then he scores the other two tries. It's That's fresh on your mind. And when, when the judges – see, once upon a time, it used to be 15 minutes before full time. That's when the Clive Churchill medal was picked. Yeah. And we've seen some grand finals that the player has come from a losing grand final. Jack Whiten. Jack Whiten mm. in – was that 19? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, 2019. Brewster. And uh, Brad Mackay, 1993. Had a mm. great game, but Kevin Walters just owned the game. Um Brad Clyde in 1991, mm. losing grand final against the Penrith Panthers. I don't like it. Well, it's changed now. They do it at full time. Yeah, but I, I just even, even like Jack White and getting it, I know that was a game, but surely there's a player on the winning side that's done enough to win the Clive yeah. Churchill and the Premiership. I haven't watched the grand final back yet. Oh, Too traumatised. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You, watch watch you should watch Exercise the Demons, Daddy. No, I just want to watch, like like you're saying. Well, like, there was a lot of emotion at the time, right? You'll see stuff that you didn't see this time. That you're watching oh, definitely. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> you see lots. Hey, um, yeah, Reese Walsh in that game. Like, until they made that line break. No, he's, he's they nullified yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, quiet him down. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good at what they do, the Panthers. Mm. Um, and oh. also that game that we spoke to Mark Woodford about, which was Taylor Fritz up against Novak Djokovic. Djokovic okay. won the first set 7-6. Taylor Fritz. Won the second 6-4. And Novak goes, hold my beer. Novak is up 4-1 in the third. Mm. So, pretty difficult to beat, isn't he? And also the Warriors have reportedly offered Sharks prop Braden Hamlin-Ueli a three-year deal to replace Adam Fanua blake Well, I'll need someone. Good player. Very, mate. Can find the try line. Mm. Anytime try scorer is a good bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get to a break. After the break, we've got Are You Serious? The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Down, up, down, up. Oh, this is, this is, fun. is this the Come Boogie Nights soundtrack? Is like George Clinton Parliament? Down, is that who, who is it? Down, it's the guy from before. Same oh, song. Same, oh, is so is this the sort of, is this the gear you listen to? Yeah, I'll whack some together tomorrow. Yeah, Actually, yeah, don't I don't mind like this. I like it. That's all oh, right. Are, are you, you serious? Share, are you on Spotify? Yeah. Can you share me the playlist? Yeah, sure. I like that. Yeah. Thank I don't you. mind. Again, Do you pay for Spotify, though? Because you can only share if you pay for it. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. That just sounds like, like that. Just that, making sure. <laughs> that sounds like something you have the old headphones on, the old Walkman. Yeah, yeah. And you've got a set of roller skates or roller, roller skates, blades. Fluoro tights, tight, some leggings. Just <laughs> going down the down the boardwalk <laughs> on the surf, listening to that music. I could see that. Oh, I don't cool. mind your, I don't mind your taste. I want you to find Paolo Natini. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, time for 
Are you serious? Are you serious? Now, Rat, you teased a little bit earlier on the Mate, number plate situation. I, I, I can't believe this. Okay. So, so a, a, just over 100 years ago, yeah. the, the New South Wales number plate one, so the number one, was made for the police commissioner. Now, uh, oh, after, seriously? after nearly 100 years, yeah. after just over 100 years, it's gone up for auction. So, so, so it hasn't been on the market for a hundred years. This number plate. So it was deliberately made for the for, prime, the, for the police, police commissioner. Police commissioner. Anyway, ended up with one of his family, and you know it's gone on through the generations. Obviously, yep. Gone up for in only four days' time. The auction will close, and the current bid for that number plate is ten million and ten thousand dollars. Are you serious? An Australian's willing to pay that. Ten million and ten thousand dollars. It's the most sought after heritage plate in Australia. The heritage number one plate is a unicorn and is the holy grail must have for any blue chip passionate investor of the number one or the number one gift for that person who has everything. Really? Are you serious? I am serious. Ten <laughs> million dollars. Oh. And ten thousand. Ten thousand's too much. Let alone the ten million. That's ridiculous. I, I wouldn't. Uh, imagine just having to spend ten mil. Yeah. Even if I, even if I won Powerball on Thursday night, one hundred and fifty million, I wouldn't pay that. Okay. If you had to have, if you had to have mm. a personalised number plate, mm. if they said from this day forward every Australian has to have a personalised number plate, what would it say? Rat. Pretty easy, isn't Rat it? Rat 22. Are you serious? <laughs> I had that number plate a long time ago. Did you really? I did, yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I didn't have it for long, though. I was, so Daddy, would you have Daddy? No. Oh, yes, no. you would. No. The, the vasculator. Vassy. Mm. I don't so, know. What about this one? Have you heard about this one? Tim Hallam was the public relations officer at the Chicago Bulls. Yep. And after the six NBA finals... That they won when Jordan was there. Of course, they went three-peat, a break for a year, then another three-peat. At the end of every game of, of those finals, when they won the, the NBA, he asked Michael Jordan for just one of his shoes. Right. So Michael Jordan gave him one of his shoes. One shoe. One shoe. So there's a lot of photos after each of the, uh, each of the six finals that he won, NBA championships that he won, where he's only got – one, one shoe on and a sock. Right. Because he gave the other one to this Tim Hallam who mm. worked for the Bulls. And he had a really good relationship with Jordan. So for each of the six years, he gave him a shoe. So when he got the six years and Jordan finally uh, retired, he asked him, he asked him, could he sign All each six. of the shoes? Oh, so wow. he signed each of the shoes and he put them in a, of course it was 91, 92, 93, 96, 7 and 8. Right. And he put them in a frame. And he's put it up at Sotheby's, of course, which is the oh, biggest auction this is be ridiculous. company in the world. And it's going up for auction at Sotheby's in February. And the price, they believe, is going to be... Oh, I just lost it. Oh, no. Just oh, it. no. Are you serious? We're hanging, on. We're hanging by a thread here. <laughs> I'm led to believe it's $30 million. Are you serious? Million dollars. Yeah. Thank you, MJ. Wow. Mm. So, um, thirty. That 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 seems rich, doesn't it? That seems too much for six shoes. Oh no. well, it's Michael Jordan though. Yeah, you know? true. It's um. What are the other shoes doing? Yeah, good question. 
Good question. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Is any uh, are you seriouses on our text line? There's a couple of are you seriouses. Well, there. well, Daniel from Prairie says if New South Wales are serious mm-hmm. and have specialist centres available or specialists in any position, Mad should pick specialists ahead of manufacturing makeshift positions just because of name or reputation. So if a Bradman Best and a Katoni Stags are fit and firing, then they should be picked ahead of two fullbacks. If Turbo, Edwards, Trell Mitt, Drinkwater are playing better football than Teddy, then pick the best fullback on form, not on previous service or incumbency. I don't mind it. I, I, don't, I, I just think, you know, that the last couple of years, they've, they've gone against the trend. I, look, I know Queensland did it with um, the hammer. Yep. They threw him into the centres uh, and it worked out well. We are talking about a guy that's played a lot of centre. Uh, Play Australian schoolboys. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, and I know Latrell Mitchell has played a lot of centre too. Um, I can't ever remember Turbo playing centre other than for New South Wales. Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure of his junior career, where he played, but um, makes a good point. Seven to $10 million. Oh, for the shoes. For six shoes. So not 30. No. But seven to 10 would be all right. And uh, See, that, that makes more sense to me. And Carl from Salford has just texted on the line and says, it's not stupid if you're a one-legged man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, are you serious? Nathan in Tweed, crying babies constantly interrupting play at the Australian Open. Stupid parents, are you serious? Stay at home. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense don't to take, take a, a baby. Crying, don't take a baby to the to a game open. that that needs to be quiet. Yep. Mm. Now, Rat, are you serious? Is it true that you only come into sports day for work because with the fall of the Wallabies, there is no money to be made on the talking circuit for ex Rara boys? Mm, no, nah, booked a couple today. Milk it for all it's worth. Mm. Yeah. Now, Rooster Muzz says, "Worm and Splinter, the was it the Antichinus is a tiny Australian mammal." who shags non-stop for three weeks, then disintegrates. disintegrates. What a way to go. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, um, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. I've never heard of that animal. Now, Emma at Lake Haven says, when it comes to the NRL, can I give you guys my top ten? I, I don't know why Emma always gives our top ten, not top eight. Well, now, it's because I think she wants all these teams in the top ten. Yeah. Can't decide. Top eight, can't decide. South Penrith, Roosters, Manly, Sharks, Storm, Knights, Broncos, Dolphins, Titans. Mm. Yeah. Are you serious? Did, did, did you say Bulldogs? <laughs> no. 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 Did you read that no. out again? Yeah. No, I just got rid of it. Oh. Yeah. All right, players to watch. Uh, Neil from Quakers Hill. I'm looking. No, I'm looking forward to seeing this as well. I'm looking forward to seeing Jake Avarello fit the Dolphins. Yes, Bennett should get the best out of him from yeah from Neil Quaker. So I, he's, well, I, he he's was actually, playing good footy last year. He's actually flown under the radar. It's all been about Flegler and Farnworth, mm. and then you throw Jake Avarello into the mix. Did they sign someone else as well? I'm sure they signed someone else. 2025, they signed the Tupu. Yeah, right. junior Tupu from yeah. the West Tigers. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's get to a break, and after the break, we will wrap the show up with some more of your text. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV9, Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. 
This is Sports Day. Yeah, that's it for another night of Sports Day. Thank you very much for joining us on a Tuesday night. Now, tomorrow night, we've got Broncos head coach Kevy Walters is going to be on the show. So if you've got any questions tomorrow, not now, tomorrow night as we lead into the show, send them through to us and we'll do our best to, to ask mm. him those questions. And also, Steve said I'll be re- revealing all about Rat later. It's what I call a hook and tease in the biz. I'm, I'm interested. I've got a feeling I might know what it is. Okay. I've just got a feeling. I'm not going to say anything. But I've just got a feeling there was a moment when something happened with me and Parramatta. Yep. And it, it turned pretty ugly. Okay. And I'm wondering if, if he can remember that. But that, I mean, I don't know. if I, I might have some... It might be subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> the hate's coming out because might be of a that. Bit of guilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Rooster Muzz is saying 2013, Cherry Evans won the Clive Churchill medal as well. It got beaten uh, by mm. the Roosters. And Adrian, no, you're not wrong. Test match cricket is waning at the moment. And I know we're getting excited about the West Indies and young Shamar Joseph. Uh, I think we've got to celebrate those really good performances. But mm. you're right, Test cricket is, is on the nose, unfortunately, at the moment. Yeah, not, oh, a, not just, a lot of nations uh, take it seriously. I, I, well, well, I can tell you now. I mean, the West Indies is just—it's—it is—it's be, becoming diabolical. Yeah. Well, it? there's a lot of nations that are following in their path as well. There's only three or four that take it really seriously. Mm. Test match cricket—it's all about T20 now, and unfortunately for it's those exciting T20. Though, yeah, I it? love Test match cricket. I do love a good mm, Test, yeah. and and, and uh, it makes it hard when you love a good Test. West Indies come out here, you win in two and a half yep. days, and yeah, game's over. Yeah. Can't sit there on a Saturday and a Sunday <laughs> and watch it un- unfold. Hopefully I can just bat a bit longer at the Gabbro. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Okay, time for this. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with, with Scott Cam. I can't Cam. believe I just wandered in. I, We've got another joke right sent in. He's, he's sending in some good yeah, material here. gear, actually. Yeah. Off you go, Rat. So yesterday I couldn't make out if someone was waving at me or the person behind me. In other news, I just lost my job as a lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad gear. It's not bad gear. I don't mind it. Uh, as I said, Kevy Walters from the Brisbane Broncos is going to join us on the show tomorrow night. Thank you very much, Rat. Thank you, Daddy Bass. Most of all, thank you very much, the listener. And we'll see you tomorrow night on Sports Day.